Let us pray this morning. Uh, Father, we thank you today for the privilege that we're given, Lord, on this online platform, Lord, to come through to people's homes, Lord, and bring the gospel. We thank you today for the men and women that are watching. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to give them the strength and the blessing, Lord, over their lives. We just pray right now in the name of Jesus, should there be one here today that is listening to service, Lord, that should need to know who Jesus is. We pray today that they will call on the name of Jesus and ask you into their lives. We just pray, Lord, for everything that we do, everything that we say will bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome you to our online service this morning. We want to thank those that are helping us today. Uh, we have Kristen Noble leading in worship. We have Candace Schroeder on the piano, Sean Watkins on the bass, Jonathan Andrews on the drums, Scott Gould on guitar, Greg Sams on guitar, and Jenna Oxford leading in vocal, and she'll come later with the solo as well. We thank you today for listening. God bless you and enjoy the service this morning.
just to declare in your life that Jesus Christ is the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper. And he's the light in the darkness. And this next uh, song that we're going to sing for you in worship this morning is an older song. I remember singing it when I was really young. But I've been singing it over my mind the last couple days. And, you know, it's really strange for us to be in this sanctuary this morning, in this auditorium, and all empty seats. And, you know, I know it's been all of our heart's prayer and our heart's cry that we can come together and, and we can worship together in corporate worship because it's important. And so I thought, you know what, we'll sing this song. This is an old one, but it rings so true for today. So together as a worship team, we are going to declare it and sing it over this place this morning. And I want you to join with us. And let's just believe that God is working things out to, according to his purpose this morning. Amen. Let your glory fall. Father of creation, unfold your
going to ask Pastor Grant to come and, and pray with us this morning. Lift the needs to the Lord in prayer.
ask Pastor Jared if he'll prepare to come with the message. But we'll sing the fourth verse and the chorus a couple times together more. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I get in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to truth is in that song this morning. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. That is true. Everything else other than Jesus is sinking sand. It will fail you. It will fail you. This morning we want to, before I start my message, want to say a special thank you to Krista and the worship team for leading us this morning. And I also want to thank Brady and Jason and Stephen for the, our tech team today. We understand that when the service started, uh, there was some sound uh, technical difficulties, I, I guess, but those guys worked diligently to fix the problem, and we want to thank them. Uh, sometimes doing online ministry and online sound is not always easy. Uh, things happen that go beyond our control. We want to thank them today that they worked hard and worked diligently to solve the problem, and now... Uh, I listen to it on my phone, sound sounds clear and sounds good, and so we want to thank them for fixing that problem today. Will you just write in the comments a thank you to them and to our worship team and everybody that's involved today uh, for making this service possible this morning. This morning I want to preach a message uh, that God impressed upon my heart some time ago, and the title of my message is Strange Voices, Strange Voices. Voices. That is the title of the message. If you want to follow along with me today uh, for the reading of Scripture, it's found in John chapter 10. John chapter 10, we're going to read from verses 1 uh, down to verse 11. John 10, 1 to 11. And here's what Jesus says. I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. 
Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Shall we pray together this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, for the many blessings that you pour into our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who died upon the cross for our sins so that we may have eternal life. And we thank you for that today, Lord. And we thank you, God, for your presence that never leaves us or forsakes us. We thank you for your presence that is here in this place. And I pray now, Lord, as we look into your word, that your presence would still be with us. I pray your presence would fill the home or wherever people are listening. I pray your presence would fill that place right now and that the Holy Spirit would begin to work in the hearts of men and women like only you can. I pray, God, that the word today would go forth in clarity with power and authority and would find good ground. I pray today, Lord, that whoever is listening that has an ear would hear what the Spirit of God wishes to say. I pray that you would use me, anoint me, Oh, God, to deliver what you have laid upon my heart, I ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. I read a story in preparation for this sermon about a man who decided his wife was getting hard of hearing. So he called the doctor to make an appointment to have her hearing checked. The doctor said that he could see her in two weeks. But meanwhile, there was a simple informal test that a husband could do to give the doctor some idea of the dimensions of the problem. Here's what you do, he said. Stand about 40 feet from her and speak in a normal conversational tone and see if she hears you. If not, go about 30 feet, then 20 feet, and so on until you get a response. That evening, while his wife was in the kitchen cooking dinner, the husband was in the living room, and he says to himself, I'm about 40 feet away from her, so let's see what happens. Honey, what's for supper? No response. So he moved to the entrance of the living room and asked, Honey, what's for supper? No response. So he moves into the dining room about 20 feet away and says, Honey, what's for supper? Again, no response. On to the kitchen only about 10 feet away and he asks, Honey, what's for supper? Still, no response. So he walks up right behind her and says, Honey, what's for supper? And she turns around and says, For the fifth time, chicken. Now, we can laugh at that story because it's a little comical. The man all along thought his wife had the hearing problem when it was indeed himself. However, while this story is funny, there is a sentiment of truth that can be applied to all of our lives. At times, for whatever reason, it's hard to hear the voice of the one who we should be or need to be listening to. In this story, it was because the man himself was hard of hearing. And while that may be true for some of us today, there are also other factors that may play a role in making it difficult to hear the voice of the one that we should be listening to. For example, distractions. 
There are things that even while someone important is talking to us, seem to steal our attention away. While I was in school, we would get report cards. And every so often throughout the school year, as most of you would know, the report card consisted of your grades and, of course, comments from the teacher. My report, my report card, the grades were always consistent, and so were the teacher's comments. Jared is a good student, but he is easily distracted. You see, my ability to listen to the instruction of my teacher was often hindered by what was going on around me, what was going on in my imagination, or the voices that were trying to talk to me. Even now, this can be true. Just ask my wife, Jenna. She will ask me a question, and I might be watching an interesting sports game or something on TV or be on my phone, and she'll ask me a question and be talking about something, and she'll ask, did you hear what I just said? And sometimes I might have gotten just enough of it to get the gist of what she said, but more often than not, I completely missed what she said because I was distracted, and I didn't hear her voice. And I'm sure that there are many of you that can relate to me if you don't believe you can, just ask your wife. In today's world, there are many types of voices that we can hear. There are vo these voices are screaming for our attention and loyalty. Some of these voices are external, such as media, informing us on the current condition of our world or what may be transpiring around us. It could be the voice of our spouse, the voice of our friend or colleague, giving us words of affirmation or encouragement or instruction. It could be preaching or teaching on whatever subject we choose to listen to. Sometimes, though, the voices that we hear are not only external, but they can be internal. In other words, they are voices that we hear within our own minds. It could be the voice of self saying, what will others think if you make that choice? It could be a voice pushing you on towards your goal. This is often evident in my own life when I'm at the gym and I want to quit and the voice inside my head says, you can do it, just keep going. It can be the voice of others that ring in our minds, such as a grandparent whom, when you found yourself in a tough time and she gave you words of instruction like, keep your trust in God and everything will work itself out. We are all familiar with hearing and listening to voices, but here's the reality, my friend. The voice that we choose to listen to will have a drastic impact on our lives. Because the reality is, while there are good voices that help us lead us in the right direction, there are also bad voices that can dramatically leave us off course and towards disaster. For example, a person may look at someone and say, you'll never amount to anything. And if a person chooses to listen and believe that, they will most likely live a life of misery and may follow that statement to its end. You see, there is great power in the voice. And it's important that we hear and listen to a voice that really matters and that's really worth listening to. Because not all the voices out there today are worth listening to. You see, many voices we need to tune out in order to hear the voice that truly matters. There is a voice of one that is above all others. There is a voice of one that is worth hearing and is worth listening to, and that is the voice of Jesus Christ. For without a shadow of a doubt, his voice is the voice of truth in this day, and what he says should matter and impact our lives immensely. You see, Jesus in John 10 teaches about the importance of hearing his voice 
and how hearing his voice impacts the lives of those who truly listen to it. Jesus uses the analogy of a shepherd and his sheep and how the sheep, wherever they are and whatever they are doing, will always recognize the voice of their own shepherd. You see, in those times, there would be many flocks of sheep that would be held in one sheep pen at night. The sheep pen would normally have high stone walls to keep out ferocious animals and thieves. In the morning, each shepherd would return for his own flock. And one would think that it would be extremely difficult to, to separate the different flocks of the sheep that were in this one pen. But this wasn't the case because the sheep recognized the voice of their shepherd. And once they heard his voice, they followed the direction that he was leading them. On occasion, there would be strangers who would come pretending to be the voice that the sheep should listen to and follow, but the sheep would not heed their voice, for to them it was a strange voice. And therefore they would stay in the pen until they heard a voice that they recognized. You see, in essence, what Jesus is teaching us in these verses is that there are good voices and there are bad voices that contend for our attention and loyalty. In this story, these are the voice of the shepherd, which is a good voice, and the voice of a stranger, or as I'm calling it, a strange voice, which is a bad voice. And this brings me to the first part of this message that I want to deal with this morning, and that is strange voices. Jesus says, beginning in the latter part of verse 3, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought it all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. In the context of this passage, the strangers or strange voices as I'm referring to them were the Pharisees and other leaders of the Jewish people who were only interested in the sheep for their own personal advantage. We see a prime example of this just a few verses prior in John 9, which depicts a scene of Jesus healing a man who was blind since birth. When this man was summoned before the religious leaders, he refused to obey them and their plot against Jesus, so they excommunicated him. He was not loyal to them. He would not follow them, and therefore he was of no value to them. The Pharisees wanted this man to hear and obey their voice and lead him down a path that was in opposition to Christ and his teaching. They were strange voices. The question that we need to ask ourselves as we listen to Jesus' teaching here is what are strange voices? What are strange voices? Well, strange voices are anything, and I mean anything, that tries to entice you and lead you away from following Christ. They act like a shepherd that tries to lead his sheep, but they are false shepherds who steal us away from following the true shepherd who is Jesus. And folks, I want to say that there are a lot of strange voices in our world today. There are a lot of strange voices in our world today that are calling for our attention and loyalty and they are trying desperately to lead us down a path of opposition to Christ and his teaching. They are trying to lead us down a false path. Sometimes these voices are more subtle than others and can be easily, 
easily confused with truth if you are not continually listening to the only voice of truth. These strange voices come in many forms. It can be the voice of ourself and reason. It can be the voice of a secular culture and society. It can be the voice of those around us. It can be the voice of media, the stuff we watch, the stuff we listen to, and even the stuff that we read on Facebook. And of course, behind it all is the voice of Satan. Strange voices can come from within the church as well, from people who may suddenly dilute or twist the meaning of Scripture to teach a doctrine that's not biblical, but it fits their own ideology, agenda, and gains them a following of people who will listen and obey their voice. You see, strange voices entice us because they sound good. Now get that this morning. Strange voices entice us because they sound good. I mean, in essence, isn't that what the voice of Satan did to Eve to lead her astray? He drew her attention to something that was good, such as the fruit from the tree that God told her not to eat from and enticed her to go down a path contrary to what God wanted her to do. Paul also gave us the warning about strange voices in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4 to when he says, For the time will come, now I believe it has come, when people will not put up with sound doctrine. They will not listen to Christ's voice and his truth. Instead, they shoot their own desires, their own wants, their own ideas. They will gather around them a great number of teachers. They will gather around them a great number of strange voices to say what their itching ears want to hear. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Folks, let me say it again. There are a lot of strange voices out there today and they are calling from every corner and avenue in which we can turn. And in my heart, as God laid this message on my heart some time ago, I fear that there are many who are listening to this message right now and who will listen to this message, who are enticed by strange voices. These voices are speaking all kinds of things that sound good and make us feel good, but it's not good. It's not good because the only thing that is good is what is of God and what God calls good. As a church, hear me now. As a church, we need to be aware of all the strange voices that are vying for our attention, whether it be the things of the world, the things of self, or some other form or voice. However, let me put this word of caution here right now. You see, we live in a day of accessibility to teaching and preaching which means we can find someone who will say and tell us anything that we want to hear and make it sound scriptural. But friends, it's not always scriptural. Just because someone uses the Bible and puts an idea behind it does not make it truth, does not make it scriptural. Lots of people can take things and twist them to mean what they want, to, what they want it to mean. Friends, we need to test these things in this day. We need to see if they truly line up with the whole counsel of God. We need to test them to see that they are truth. In any form, these strange voices are not of God. It's not the voice of truth. It's not the voice of the true shepherd who should be leading his people. In my heart, I am burdened 
for these people because I know where this path ends. It ends in misery. It ends in emptiness and destruction. As you become completely disconnected from the God who longs to lead you down the path that he has prepared for you. The only path where there is life, where there is joy, where there is contentment and satisfaction. Hear me today and hear me loud and clear. Do not be enticed by the strange voice. Be enticed with the only voice that matters and that is the true shepherd's voice, our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a warning to someone out there today. This is someone's warning. If you are listening to a strange voice, turn it off and stop listening to it right now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, right now. Jesus said in this passage that the sheep don't linger around the stranger's voice. They run from it. They get away from it. They separate themselves from it and go to a place where they can no longer hear it and it no longer has any influence over them. This morning I feel to remind you with urgency that you need to do the same. And metaphorically speaking, you need to run away from the strange voices. You need to do whatever it takes to get away from it so it no longer has any influence over your life. I believe even now that the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on something that you know, that you know now in this moment, that you need to rid yourself of, that you need to stop listening to. And in this moment, you need to obey the Spirit's leading in your life. Because if you don't, and I'll be a little bit candid here, if you don't, I fear, I fear that continuing to listen and follow that voice will lead you further and further down a path that you don't really want to go and ultimately to a place away from God. If you don't believe me, look at the examples of Hymenaeus and Alexander in the New Testament, in the book of Timothy. They begin to listen to a voice other than the truth of God's voice. And where did it lead them? Where did it lead them? It left them in a shipwrecked condition. Their faith was no longer intact. And friend, let me tell you, if you follow and listen to any voice other than his voice, it will do the same in your life. There is only one voice that we need to listen to and hear in this day, and it is his voice. Which brings me to the second part of this message. The shepherd's voice. Jesus says in verses 2 to 3, The man who enters by the gate is the true shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opened the gate for him, and the sheep listened to his voice. You see, Jesus here is referring to himself as the true shepherd. The true one that we as the sheep need to listen to and follow. But the question you may ask is why? Why should listening to his voice take priority above all others? Well, I believe in our text that Jesus gives us two reasons why. And the first reason is because it's his voice that leads to salvation. Jesus says in verse 1, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and robber. Have you ever witnessed someone get something that they really didn't deserve to get? 
Perhaps because they lied, they cheated, or maybe they even stole it. In 2017, the Houston Astros won the World Series in baseball. However, many in the sports world now feel like they didn't deserve to win the World Series because of a news story that was released in the past year proving that they had cheated in order to win. In essence, many felt like this team were a bunch of thieves as they stole something that they really didn't deserve. In our text, Jesus alludes to a group of people as thieves and robbers, because, but it's not because of what they had done or what they had gotten, but it's because of who they claim to be. At the time that Jesus spoke this, many came to the Jewish people professing to be their spiritual rulers and guides. They were self-appointed messiahs and shepherds for the nation, as it were. But they did not come by the way in which the Old Testament predicted the Messiah and true shepherd would come. They climbed up some other way. They pretended that they presented themselves to Israel in a manner of their own choosing. These men, however, were not true shepherds, nor were their voices worthy to be listened to. For they did everything in their power to hinder people from following the voice of the true shepherd of people. And folks, I want to say this morning that there is only one voice that leads to salvation. For there's only one man who is the Messiah and he wasn't self-appointed or got that title by some other means. He was appointed by God himself to be the sacrificial lamb that would provide salvation to all of humanity and his name is Jesus Christ. Everyone and everything else is a thief and a robber. It steals us away from the true way. Jesus says in verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. You see, in those days when Jesus told this story, sheep were held in a pen, an enclosure that kept them sheltered at night. These enclosures were normally made with rocks with an open space for the door. The pen represented a place of safety and rest for the sheep, for in the pen, they were much less vulnerable to sudden dangers such as ferocious animals. The sheep were unable to go on a path other than the one that their shepherd would lead them on. And they were protected from someone trying to steal them away. The shepherd would lead his sheep with his voice, and they would follow him because they recognized his voice. And he would be at the opening of the pen, because the pen had no physical door. He would be at the pen, at the opening of the pen, acting as the door, as it were. And the sheep that went inside the pen would have to enter through him to get into this place of safety. And in this context, what Jesus means here is that he is the only way to experience salvation. If we want to be saved, then we must enter through him. But that is the desire of Jesus for every person. Like sheep, we all have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And because we have turned our own way, because we have followed the strange voices that have stolen us off the right path and put us on a different path, we were all heading for sure and sudden danger. And we needed a shepherd that would call us and would lead us to the place of safety. There was only one voice that could truly lead us to that place. 
And it wasn't the voice of man-made religion. It wasn't the voice of new age spirituality. It wasn't the voice of 10 steps to a better you. It wasn't the voice of good works. It wasn't the voice of money and material security. It wasn't the voice of self or any other voice. There was only one voice. And it was the voice of the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. No one experiences God's salvation unless they enter through Jesus Christ. There is only one way to experience it, and it's through Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given to humanity by which we must be saved other than the name of Jesus. No other name. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, not something else, but that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. You see, the reason why Jesus is the only voice that can lead us to salvation is because he is the only one who paid the price for our salvation. No one and nothing else did that. Jesus says in John 10 and 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In those times, it was the sheep that often had to die for the shepherd. But in this case, the good shepherd dies for his sheep. He sacrifices and lays down his life in place of the sheep. John 10 and 12 teaches us that a hard watchman who didn't own the sheep but looked after the sheep in the pen at night would lie in the doorway and if he saw danger coming such as a wolf, he would run away leaving the sheep to be destroyed. Only a special shepherd who truly cared about and loved the sheep, would stay on guard and potentially protect the sheep from danger, even if it meant laying down his own life. You see, the price of our salvation, because of our sin, demanded that someone had to lay down their life. Like the sheep in the pen, when, wolf, when the wolf comes, we were helpless to defend and protect ourselves, and we were heading for death. Now our death, we, we were heading for death, and our death was not just physical death, but spiritual death as well. There was, this danger was looming in our pathway. It was eternally separated from God in hell, but Jesus, the good shepherd, did not want this to be our fate. He loved us, and he cared about us enough, and he wanted to protect us and save us from this fate. So instead, he became our substitute. He took our place. He willingly laid down his life through shedding his blood and dying on the cross, paying the price that our sin demanded. And when he arose on the third day, triumphant over death, hell, and sin, his voice cried out, Rejoice! Rejoice, for I am he who was alive and was dead, but behold, I am alive forevermore, and I hold the keys now to death and of hell. I hold the keys to salvation. And whoever, whoever would believe in me will not perish, but they will have everlasting life. They will be saved. Praise be to God this morning. Praise God this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, because he loves you and he cares about you, paid the price for your sin so that you could experience salvation. What a wonderful God we serve this morning. And I want to say to those of you who are listening, it doesn't matter what you've done. 
It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what the voices of the past, the voice of condemnation, or any other voice says. If you hear his voice, if you hear the voice of the shepherd calling you today, you can experience salvation. You can experience freedom because your sins can be forgiven. Freedom from the penalty of sin, which is eternity in hell separated from God. Freedom from the power of sin because once we come into that relationship with Christ, he gives us the power through the cross to give us victory over sin. And one day we will be free from the very presence of sin as we will experience the reward of our salvation, which is an eternal home in heaven with Jesus Christ, where we will be with him forever and all the saints from all the ages. Folks, with all that in mind, let me assure you that despite what all the other voices are saying, he is the only voice worth listening to. And if you don't know Christ today, but today you hear his voice calling out to you, do not Harden your heart as you have done in the past. Do not harden your heart as you have done in the past, but obey his voice. Come to him. Accept him into your heart, and it will be the best thing you've ever done. Now, normally we do this at the end of messages, but I'm going to do this right here. If today you hear his voice calling out to you, you want to give Jesus Christ your life today, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. and Help me follow you all the days of my life. Your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please let us know so that we can help you and we can celebrate with you. The second reason that I want to give you this morning as to why listening to Jesus' voice needs to take priority over all others, and that is because it's only his voice that can truly lead us through life. Jesus says in verses 3 and 4, he calls his sheep, his own sheep by name, and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. I don't know about you, but when I'm going somewhere, especially on familiar territory, I want to be led by someone who knows what they're doing and where they're going. I want to be led by someone who is qualified. This past winter, Pastor Grant, Pastor White, and myself went on a skidoo trip with Pastor Grant's father, Dale, out in Sop's Arm. We left Sop's Arm. We drove for miles in the back country. It was truly an awesome day, one of the highlights of last winter for sure. It has been a long time since I have been on Skidoo, and I'll be honest, I was a little nervous about using someone else's machine, but I didn't let that stop me. And as we were driving around, I thought to myself, to get around back here, you really have to know the area. If not, it's very easy to get off the right path and get lost. And that day, though, I was not nervous because we had someone leading us who was more than qualified to do so because he knew the area really well. He knew the mountains, the valleys, the wooded areas, and even the rivers. He knew where the challenging places would be and different things that we would have to endure on the trail. And because of that, he knew how to lead us and help us if needed. Wherever he told us to go and whatever he told us to do, we listened because he was qualified to lead us. 
He led us through that journey exceptionally well. And Dale, I don't know if you're listening today, but again, I want to say thank you for that awesome day. But so it is with life. From the moment that we are born to the moment that we die, we are all on a journey, as it were. Life is filled with joy and good times, but it's also filled with hardships and heartache. Life is challenging. And if we are not careful, we can end up on a path that we were never meant to go on. If someone is leading me in life, if someone is leading me on this journey, I want to be led by someone who knows what they're doing. I want to be led by a voice who's qualified. I want to follow and listen to a voice that knows how to lead me from point A to point B and everything in between. I want someone who can help me in the challenging times and one who can lead me to joyous times as well. I want someone who knows how to get me through and navigate through the places that I would have no idea how to get through on my own. Folks, there is only one voice that is qualified to do this, and that is the voice of Jesus. Like a shepherd who leads his sheep on their journey from point A to point B, Jesus is well able to lead us on our journey. Why? Because Jesus knows everything about this life and all it brings, and he is well equipped to lead us through if we obey his voice. Jesus knows all about this life because he experienced this life. Hebrews 4 and 15 tells us, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus' voice is qualified to listen to, and Jesus is qualified to lead us because he knows all about this life more than we or anybody else would ever know. But not only does Jesus know everything about this life, he leads us into a better life. He leads us into an abundant, full life. He says in John 10 and 10, the thief or the other voices come to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that they, the sheep, might have life and have it to the full. You see, Jesus doesn't lead us into some boring, unsatisfied life. He leads us and gives us a life where we are truly satisfied and sustained no matter what we go through or what the journey brings. You see, looking to the other voices to lead us in life will only lead to emptiness, misery, discouragement, and defeat. They rob us of everything that Jesus wants to give us. They may promise fulfillment, they may promise satisfaction. They may promise a good and full life, but they cannot keep these promises. And at the end of the day, it leaves you much less than satisfied. But this is the life that Jesus wants to lead us into. That no matter what we are going through, no matter how rough the journey or how dark the night, we can still find satisfaction and fulfillment, strength, joy, peace, contentment, and a power that will sustain us when it feels like everything around us is going to fall apart. The Bible says in John 10 and 9, he will come in and go out and will find pasture. In other words, where Jesus leads us in life, he will always lead us to whatever we need. And as we follow his voice into this abundant life, he will lead us through whatever challenges, obstacles that come our way between the moment that we choose to follow him until the day we lay our crown down at his feet when this journey comes to an end. So let me encourage someone this morning as I bring this message to a close. Whatever it is 
that you are going through, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever you find yourself enduring on the journey, this morning, seek and follow his voice. For his voice knows how to lead you through what you're going through or will go through. And he knows how to lead you to everything you need in this journey. Don't listen to the voices of those around you. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy, for he's a liar. Don't listen to the voice of self, because that'll deceive us. Don't listen to the voice of discouragement or despair. Listen to his voice. Follow his leading, and he will see you through. He has not failed to lead you in the past, and he won't fail to lead you now. Even though all the voices around you may say that he will, they are all lying. Our God is a faithful God who never fails. And though it may seem like you are in a season where the path forward seems less than clear, know that you serve a God today who knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. God knows all. God sees all. And he knows how to lead you through. No, even if you don't, all you need to do is trust him, listen to him, and he will lead you through and give you everything that you need. To make it through. Listen to his voice. Have nothing to do with the strange voices that will try to lead you on some other path. For God, the Bible tells us, has ordered the steps of your path. And he knows how to lead you through each and every one of them. This morning, today with the help of the Holy Spirit, I've tried my best to bring you this message that God has laid on my heart. I've tried my best to warn someone today to stop listening to the strange voices and the utmost importance of listening to the shepherd's voice, who is Jesus. Folks, there are many things in this world that is calling out to us, that wants to lead us off the true path. But we need to decide today and every day that there is only one voice worth listening to and there is only one voice that can truly lead us and that is none other than Jesus Christ. Today, if the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has put His finger on something in your heart that you need to stop listening to, that you need to stop allowing to have influence over you, that you need to rid yourself of and separate yourself from so that you can truly hear Jesus' voice and follow Him, then make that choice right now to obey the Spirit's calling and working in your life. And if you do that, God will give you the strength and the power to separate yourself from that, to have victory over those voices. Friends, hear me now. You need to do it. Because whatever that voice is, is leading you down a dangerous path. And if you don't stop listening to it now, as I've said before, you will find yourself in a place away from God. Folks, my heart is, I feel that my responsibility as one of God's hard watchmen, as it were, my responsibility is to warn you of the wolf or the sudden danger that's coming in your path. There's a lot of voices calling out to you, but hear the voice of the shepherd today who's calling you back to the right path. Listen to his voice. 
obey his voice. My heart is that none of you who are listening to me today would find yourselves on the right path. And if you are, you will get back on the right path. Because my heart is that when this life comes to an end and we all stand before the judge and we all enter eternity, that each and every one of you will be on that path and will stand before God in right standing. You're only going to get there by obeying and listening to his voice, not the voices, the strange voices around us. Cut them off now as the Holy Spirit prompts you in your heart. I love you. I want to ensure your safety and protection until the day that we go and be with Jesus. Chris is going to lead us in a song, and after that we're going to have a prayer. We're going to sing the chorus, to know you, to know you is the cry of my heart. And if you, that's the cry of your heart today, those of you that are home. Take some moments now to seek God. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And there's something that you need to rid yourself of in these moments. Do so as the Spirit of God is prompting you. Krista, would you please lead us? Is the cry of my heart Spirit reveal him to me To hear what you're saying Brings life to my soul To know for leading us today. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit will only deal with your heart in these moments, but I pray that if you're living in resistance to what God wants to do in your life, the Holy Spirit will continue to deal with your heart until you make that decision to separate yourself from the strange voice. Let us pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth of your word. Lord, we're thankful that it is your word. It's not mine, it's yours. And it's your word that has the power to set men and women free. It's your word that has the power to correct us, 
to encourage us, to rebuke us, to put us on the right path. And I pray today, Lord, that Your Word would find good ground in the hearts of those who have listened to this message today. I pray, Lord, that the Spirit of God will continue to speak into the hearts of lives of men and women who are listening today who need to heed this message, who need to heed this warning and turn from the strange voice and begin to listen only to the shepherd's voice. I pray right now that the power of the Spirit of God would manifest itself in that room, in that living room, in that car, in that bedroom right now to do the work that only the Holy Spirit can do. And I pray, Lord, that you would give that person strength to leave it all behind and wholeheartedly begin to follow you. We pray for the one today who may be out there listening and don't have that relationship with you. May they have a divine revelation of your love, of your mercy towards them. And may this be the day when they will choose to accept you, to heed the voice of the Savior who is calling, and begin that relationship with you. Lord, I pray for all of your people who are listening today. May you give us strength and fresh power and fresh anointing, O oh God, to continue to live for you in this day. Give us the strength, O oh God, to block out the voices that are on every avenue and corner that try to call out to us for our loyalty and attention and to follow them. May, Lord, it be crystal clear Your voice be the only one that's ringing in our ears. Lord, give us fresh power today, fresh strength, O oh God, against the things of the enemy and the things of the world. Lord, to continue to serve You on this journey. Help us, O oh God, to extend Your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to do Your service well and give You all the glory for You and You alone deserves it all. Lord, I pray You will be with Your people. Keep us shadowed under Your wing. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for tuning into our service today. We trust it's been a blessing to you. And we pray for God's best upon your life. And we want to remind you that Tuesday night we'll be live back here in the sanctuary for our Bible study and prayer meeting at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. We'll be live from the sanctuary. You can find us right here on our Facebook page. And of course, tonight we'll be having our drive-in service here on the parking lot at 6 p.m. And so we look forward to seeing you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And we trust that God's Spirit will continue to minister to you in these coming days. We see you again. God bless. Oh, yes, He's coming back again. And where the reason like the groom will be returning for. Just in
His face I'll see. 